Hey y'all, this is Chris, and I'm Imperfectly Polly. Welcome to 2024. I know it's been a minute since our last episode came out, but a couple of things have happened, and I feel like I need to catch you up a little bit. As of the recording of this, I'm sitting here in early February, and roughly 18 months have passed since our last episode. Uh, I believe that was during the summer of 2022. Um... So you missed the the whole fall and and a whole last year, and I've been teetering around what to do with this podcast, and I think I finally come up to an idea. So we'll see if it works, if it's worthwhile, but maybe first things first, let me catch you up. So rewind back. It's summer of 2022. Life is good enough overall. We were still in the quad and, you know, Danielle is dating Dawn. I'm dating Monty and me and Danielle are married and Danielle or Dawn and Monty are married. So it's a nice little configuration. At the same time, I'm also dating Melissa. So everything's hunky dory. Um, But there were some little cracks behind the scenes that never showed up in the podcast. So we ended up going on a little camping trip, the quad did. And nothing special, not anything over the top. We were just wanting to to, to get out of the hustle and the bustle. And so we go up there and one thing leads to another. And long story short, Monty and I just broke up. Uh, and I don't need to get into the, the details of the why. There's a, a whole story that leads up to that day. But that uh, became the the end of it all. And and it wasn't a, a fun breakup. Uh, wasn't very cordial overall. And we decided that, you know, we really didn't want anything to do with each other. Um, or maybe I should speak for myself. I needed significant space. Um, and that created a bit of a problem because as you can imagine, Danielle's still dating Dawn and I didn't want to be around Dawn's wife. Uh, it's a bit of a conundrum how we worked that one out, but you know, we were able to move forward from that, uh, and find a bit of a rhythm that, you know, shook a little bit of the foundation. Uh, I know that Danielle was extremely nervous about me breaking up with Monty. That was, you know, troublesome, uh, because it really affected the, the schedule and the ease of getting together and the things that we could do. So it is what it is at that point. We move forward we find a rhythm and you know, I'm still with Melissa. We're finding a really great rhythm. We're, we're building a lovely life together. And you know, Dawn and Danielle, I can't speak for them specifically, but it seems like they're rocking and rolling quite well. Um, but unfortunately that didn't seem so great, uh, between me and Danielle and you know, we'll, move forward and 
we didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of eye to eye seeing, if that makes sense. We we ended up in the summer of twenty three, uh, starting with some couples counseling. Uh, I was really hopeful that we could find someone to to bring us back together and help us navigate that. I yeah, historically I've been very weird on therapy and and on uh, counseling and stuff, but I've got some other parts of my story that I'll tell um, that kind of make that make sense. And so, hey, okay, we start therapy. That's great. And before you know it, by August, our therapist is telling us you need to, you know, have a no contact period. Um, that was challenging <laughs> because we lived together, right? So we started in a, no, an in-house separation, and I basically moved into my office. Danielle stayed in the master bedroom. I started showering in the kids' bathroom, and it got very different at that point. Um, for about four weeks, we went with absolutely no contact other than the the bare minimum basics of, you know, who's going to pick up the, the children and who's going to, you know, pay for this bill or those kinds of things, you know, just the basic house maintenance kinds of stuff. And, uh, we, you know, as odd as it may seem, it was really nice. A lot of the, the stress that had been going on up to that point, um, kind of fell away and it was nice to have a reset. It was nice to have time to myself and it was really nice to, you know, be able to reflect and that was, was really important. And so I took a lot of time to reflect in those quiet moments. And, you know, ultimately I came out the backside of that really, you know, changing my view of my relationship with Danielle. And so to this day, we still remain separate within the house. We've pretty much ended the romantic side of the relationship but we're finally starting to find a peace and a friendship. Um, we've, you know, done a few things together here and there, uh, I guess by this point, maybe two meals together out. Uh, and she took me to, uh, the, uh, the tool concert, uh, as a surprise. And that was incredible. Um, oh my God, tool is my favorite band from when I was a teenager, so I legitimately lost my mind. Um, not to mention the fact that she got box seats for free. Holy shit. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, we just, you know, kind of have been able to find a bit of a peace, but we're still separated. I'm still sleeping in a different room and we just kind of move through life together as, as friends living together. But speaking of changes in the house back last year, I can't believe I'm saying this stuff. 
my oldest daughter graduated high school. Holy shit, I'm old. <laughs> um, yeah, and she started college in the fall. So she moved out of the house. And as of now, she's in her sem second semester. She's joined a sorority. She's actually an officer in the sorority. She is thriving on campus. And I am so damn proud of that little girl. She's became an incredible woman and I miss her, but I've got a good relationship with her now. Um, and that's something I want to talk about at some point is my relationship with, with my kids and how that's evolved over time. And I can't believe this one. I'm going to say too, my youngest is graduating in May from high school. So she's headed to college in August and we're going to be empty nesters. Wow. I don't even have words really. I don't know what I'm going to do with no kids around here. Um, maybe I'm just going to run around naked or something. <laughs> it's one of the things I've always wanted to do. Right. Uh, but we shall see. It's going to be different for sure. But that's where home is at. You know, Danielle is, is still with Dawn and her and I are in a peaceful place and all my kids are about to leave me. So we're just kind of cruising along here. I mentioned that I was with Melissa as well. And so a little catch up on that, uh, is, is worthwhile. Um, back in, in 22, we were in a really great place. We continued to, to foster and build a absolutely incredible, deep, deep love for each other. And it was something that's honestly indescribable. And if you haven't experienced love like that, I, I pray that you'll find that kind of love. It, it is life changing. And I, I thought she was everything. I still think she's everything. She's the most incredible person. And I believe that she's the love of my life. I'm, I'm head over heels for her and I always will be. Um, and I think she feels a lot of the same. We've both had lots of conversations about how we're going to always love each other and always hold a special place for each other. We moved forward and we were planning a ceremony. We were at that level. I thought of her as a wife. She thought of me as a husband. You know, I, I had taken her kids on as, as my own. I not really taking them on, but like I looked at them as my own and I cared for them as my own and I loved them as my own. And, um, I got the coach softball with the youngest, uh, which I hadn't done in years. I coached my two daughters as they came through and I was restarting that whole tradition and God, it made me so happy to be on the field. Um, but it, uh, we, we roll forward and we've even given each other rings. I, I bought her a ring. She wore it all the time. And I, I know she had bought me a ring and it was, it was right there on the cusp. We were so close 
and it turned the corner so incredibly fast and it was devastating. Um, as of this recording, I'm seven days past the breakup. So it's still very raw inside of me. I'm, I'm doing better. I'm past a lot of the, the initial hurt, the initial shock of it all. And I'm starting to, to stand up on my own again, but you know, that, that hurt's still there. And every so often there's just this physical feeling that hits and it is so raw and so deep emotional. Um, I don't even really have a word for it. It's, it's beyond sadness. Uh, it's beyond, beyond anything. And, and it hits and it hits hard, but I know I have to feel those feelings and I have to lean into them and go through them instead of letting them consume me or run away from them or any of those kinds of things. And I can't cover them up like I used to do. Once upon a time, I was the guy who would get stressed or get angry or get sad. And what did I turn to? Alcohol. I know that's very common. Hey, I'm stressed, man. Let me get a drink tonight. I'm going to I'm gonna just relax. Let me have two. I'm going to relax. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's absolutely no judgment uh, for having a drink or two and calming down. Um... But I learned, and here's another little tidbit for you all, that I'm bipolar too. So as of the recording now, I'm about two years uh, finally medicated and treating myself properly for, for bipolar. Um, I was just beginning that journey when we were recording before, and I don't remember if we ever mentioned it on on here, but I've now been dealing with it long enough that I kind of know what the hell I'm doing. Um, and the fact that I know how my body responds and I, and I, if nothing else can look backwards and go, well, that was mania, bad idea. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a challenge. And because of that, uh, and because of how I found out I've needed to be sober, completely sober. And so as of yesterday, January 31st, 2024, I am very, very proud to say that I am uh, three years completely dry. It's completely sober. Um, and it feels good. Um, obviously there's the days that feel not so great. I have to deal with the stress I have to deal with the pain. I have to, I have to feel it all. And sometimes feelings suck, but I feel it. And, and I know that ultimately feeling those feelings and walking through those feelings is what, what you have to do to really heal and to really grow. And that's a challenge sometimes, but I'm doing it. And so that's what I'm doing with my breakup with Melissa, I'm leaning into those feelings and I'm hurting and I'm walking right through them so that I can heal. So 
I'm a sober guy. I'm bipolar too. I'm about to be an empty nester. I'm living in my house with my wife, but we're not romantic. And I'm sleeping in a different bedroom. And she's still dating a guy who I have nothing to do with his wife. So just a little bit complicated. Needless to say, that's why the name of this podcast still very much fits as I am very much imperfectly poly. Um, so, okay, now I'm here by myself. What the hell am I going to do with this, this show? Why am I even recording? You ask? Um, well, for, for months now, Melissa had been, you know, kind of encouraging me to restart this and, and kind of start it in a dear diary format where I talk about my life as this imperfect person. Talk about it as how is it to be a man navigating towards through this life? Uh, How do I live with bipolar? Um, How do I, how do I cope with that? How do I deal with, you know, the children moving off and how about the same house separation stuff? Um, and we can even talk about family. My uh, amazing family learned to accept me. And they actually did so very quickly. And they accepted me. They accepted my chosen family. Uh, we've had, you know, visits up to my mom's house and to my brother's house. We even went to a wedding and my whole freaking extended family, which I come from this pretty large Southern family, you know, there's not much to do down here. So we breed a lot. Uh, So pretty large family. And, uh, we showed up there and, you know, I showed up with not my legal wife on my arm, not the person that any of them expected to see with me. And that was, you know, a unique experience. And the incredible part about it is so many of my family members, accepted me and loved me. And that is such a wonderful thing. And I hope all of you out there have people in your life that can accept you and love you for who you are. And the feeling that you get from that is just the best. So that's kind of my general plan with this is I'm going to talk about what's going on whatever's on my mind, what's going on in life. What are the challenges I'm facing? I'll probably have some guests on from time to time. Um, I'm sure there's lots of interesting stories that people could share. I've got a number that I'm going to share myself. And so I don't want to steal all my own thunder in the first episode. I could just ramble on forever, but that's kind of my plan. And I guess this is a good enough list for a first episode. I don't want to ramble on too long. Um, basically this is just a new introduction, an introduction to, I don't know, you want to call this season two, whatever. I don't care. This is just the introduction to the rest of the story and where I'm going to go with it. So hopefully that's something that interests you. If you want to listen to me ramble on and if you don't, Feel free to delete this, of course, because I don't blame you at all. Uh, But I'm going to use it as an outlet for me. It's going to help me through my healing. It's going to 
be interesting to be able to share my journey with you all. And I look forward to interacting with anyone who, who wants to interact with me, uh, about all of this. Um, so that's, that's where I'm going. As I said, I'm Chris. I'm very much imperfectly Polly, but this is my story. <laughs>